Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. My name is Mike Kapler. I've got Joel Brzezinski with me. And we're just glad to be able to come to you once again this week, taking about 15 minutes to uh, kind of cover some things about the, the good news, the grace of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I don't know uh, about you who are listening right now, but I, I know Joel's story a little bit, and I certainly know mine, and that is that I spent a lot of the uh, a lot of years in my Christian life having come to Christ at a young age. I've spent a lot of years uh, not really understanding what the gospel was about. I thought I knew a lot. I knew a lot of verses, and I, I even taught a lot of different, uh, in a number of different opportunities, but I really didn't understand the, the foundation of the grace of the gospel. Came across the Grace Walk message back in the mid-90s, and it has been such a wonderful experience ever since. Joel, uh, good to be with you again. Oh, it's good to be with you too, Cap. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've both shared our stories in bits and pieces over the last uh, year or so that we've been doing our program, Growing in Grace. And I was just sharing with somebody in an email uh, just the other day how I lived that legalistic life. I lived that life where it was, you know, I heard all the things that you're supposed to do, all the things you're not supposed to do in Christianity, and I just couldn't keep up with it. I just couldn't do it. Uh, I wanted to. I tried to. And my heart was probably in the right place. I so much wanted to please God, but I just couldn't do it. And then uh, thanks to you, Cap, and thanks to other people uh, at a church that we were going to, uh, I found the freedom that Jesus Christ you know, paid the price for us. And I've got a verse posted on my wall that says, It is for freedom that Christ set us free. I believe that's a verse from Galatians. And he set us free so that we could walk in freedom. Not not freedom that you know you might find in the world, like freedom to just do whatever you want or be whoever you want or, or just or, you know have your little life that you want to have, but the, the life that God intended for you to have. And, and it's a perfect life. I mean, it's not a life in which you'll walk perfectly, but it's the perfect life that God intended for you, and there's freedom in that. Well, stop and think about it for a minute. I don't know why it is, when we talk about spiritual things like this, when it comes to freedom, some uh, people who may have a bit of a legalistic uh, backbone, <laughs> uh, they, they get all shook up. And they say, well, you've you got to be careful with that grace stuff because people will just go out and do whatever they want. Well, you know, when it comes to the freedom like what we have as an American citizen, we talk about freedom in, in, in this country, the United States of America, or other free countries, and we, we ask ourselves, you know, what could be better than freedom? I don't, when we talk about freedom as an American, I don't hear people, at least not in this country, I don't hear people expressing uh, a lot of concern about how people will just go out and do whatever they want if we, if we have freedom, um, you know, among the nations. Maybe some of the communistic nations try to preach that. I don't know. I don't know enough about communism, but we need to get communism out of our spirituality. <laughs> I mean, you know, there are obviously uh, boundaries and, and guidelines and, and certain, you know, if I can use the word certain laws that we live by as citizens in this country, there are things that we use to guide us so that, you know, people are not hurting each other. The same is true with the freedom that we have in Christ. I mean, stop and think about it. It's not about just going out and doing whatever you want so that you can, you know, somehow have a bunch of fun at God's expense. Um, I, I don't know. It's just kind of funny sometimes how uh, people get so shook up. And I think we know the source of where that comes from, Joel. And, and I don't think it's from the Lord. 
Oh, I don't think so either. And that is probably part of, of my early days as a Christian too. I was I was one of those people who didn't want to talk freedom too much because I I was afraid that I would start doing things that I shouldn't do or I was afraid that other people would and and then when I finally did find the real freedom in Jesus Christ, I realized, you know, I came to realize, and I'm still realizing more and more. I've not arrived by any means, but I realized more and more that it's it's when I soak in the love of God, when I soak in His grace and His kindness towards me, when I renew my mind in that, and when I when I trust in that, and when I put my focus on that, rather than how bad I think I've been. But when the focus is on Christ Jesus and, and abiding in Him and, and trusting in Him, I, I, I find that the freedom that I have in Christ has has everything to do with holiness and purity and with goodness and with mercy and with kindness. And I don't. It's not like I have to go back to the law or back to self-effort to try to do these things because it it, it becomes a natural outflow of of my life because the love of God is in me. And again, I've not been perfected in this and i don't believe that anybody has but it's it's the change of mindset it's the change of mindset from trusting in myself to trusting in what god's done well speaking of the law and the commandments we've been talking quite a bit about that here during the last couple of programs um one thing that sort of changed some of my thinking joel uh among many things but one little one little nugget on a big platter full of stuff that caused me to to look at the gospels differently I used to hear the phrase, I used to hear it taught, that um, the opposite of faith was fear. And I understand that the premise of that theology, and I'm not even saying that it's wrong, but I heard somebody else who was teaching grace give me a different perspective on it, and th- their belief was that the opposite of, of faith was the law. And you see, sometimes it, dep- it depends on your interpretation or your perspective of what faith is to begin with. But when I began to see that works versus faith could be opposites, then I began to see more clearly um, some things in the gospel that I had never seen before, which brings us to Galatians chapter 3. Oh, and there's a lot of stuff in Galatians chapter 3. I mean, if we could spend, uh, we could probably spend the whole next year talking about Galatians 3 or, or the whole book of Galatians, but, you know, we don't want to get too theological or anything like that, but it's, there's just a lot of, of, of really good nuggets of truth in, in Paul's writing in, in Galatians. Uh, well, he starts out, this, the Galatians that he was, you know, the group of people that he was writing to, the people from Galatia, the Galatians, they had apparently, you know, started out this life in Jesus Christ, having repented of their trust in their own works, and they turned to Jesus Christ. They, you know, as far as I can see, that, that they had begun by walking in the Spirit because of God's grace. And apparently along the way, uh, something had happened where they had gone back to their trust in the law. And, and as, as we often mention, we're picking up here in, in the middle of a, of, a, of a letter of one of Paul's writings, so there is more context. But Paul says at the beginning of chapter 3, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Uh, I think some version, I don't know if it's some versions or if somebody that I heard preaching says, you know, who has put a spell on you that... You should not obey the truth, and uh, now I've heard that one preached about too. Not obey the truth that they're thinking you've not obeyed the law. But he goes on to say what the truth is. This I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? It's kind of a rhetorical question, and he's making a point here. Of course, it was by the Spirit 
having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? I think, you know, the point he's making is that this whole life, we get saved by grace, but then once we come into Jesus Christ, some people think now we start trying to do all these good things by our own efforts, by our own fleshly efforts. And he's saying, you began in the spirit, you need to keep on in this life, not by your own works, but by the spirit. This was written, you know, many, many years ago, obviously, uh, the Apostle Paul putting this down into the Scripture, Joel. And yet, even today, this is uh, pretty much what we see in, in modern-day churchianity, isn't it? Oh, there's a, yeah, there is a lot of that going on. And we're probably guilty of it, too, from time to time. And, oh, sure. And it's, it's, it is a hard thing to overcome. I mean, the, the whole way of the world is how how you can impress other people, how you can how you can fight your way to the top of, of the corporate ladder and all that. And you know, Christianity is just the opposite. It's Our life in Christ is a matter of resting in Jesus Christ, and then things will flow out of that. Jesus said that if you abide in me and my words in you, you will bear fruit. You will bear fruit. And a lot of Christians are just trying to get ideas, they get things that they want to do, and good ideas, things that they want to do for God. And they just start trying to make it happen. And sometimes, sometimes those things are of God, and it's, he's leading them to do that, and that's good. But I think other times we're trying to do too many things in God's name, and we're doing it by the flesh rather than, uh, rather than by his, the leading of the Spirit. Well, and I find it interesting, too, as we, as we scan down through the verses here in, in Galatians chapter 3, even going back to uh, the father of faith, Abraham, um, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. You know, we think that righteousness by faith simply came uh, to us through the the New Testament or the new the new covenant. But even back at that time, uh, you can find where righteousness w- was because of faith. And the cool thing about that time is that there was no law. There was no law. I mean, the law had not been given. The law of Moses and uh, the Ten Commandments and all the 600 plus other commands that had been given that God had given uh, in Galatians I think it's this uh, very same verse or this very same chapter goes on to say that this promise that God made to Abraham was 430 years before the law and therefore the law can't annul that promise in other words this promise is what is going to stand later on the law was given for a purpose to show people their sin but the promise that God made to Abraham of righteousness by faith, basically, and that the seed that would come from Abraham, Jesus Christ, would be the one who makes it all possible for us. And that understanding is something that really woke me up, that this promise that God made to Abraham long before the law is is what is we're the beneficiaries of this promise. Well, see, this is what's so incredible about it, even from way back, uh, you know, toward the, the beginning of our Bible, really, um, we, we find this information about faith and righteousness. And, of course, really, I, I believe that the Old Testament is really trying to um, look forward to the cross. It, I believe God, even 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 the Old Testament readings, and, and I'm not very strong in the Old Testament, I have to admit that, but I think most of what you actually see and read in the Old Testament is actually trying to push you to the cross. I mean, I don't always see it when I'm reading, 
but there are times, I think there are things, sometimes hidden treasures sometimes, if I can call them that, because sometimes they just don't pop right out at you. But all through the Old Testament, I think God is trying to make a point about righteousness by faith. Well, yeah, I think the same thing, and I'm I'm, I'm not very strong in my total understanding of, of all of the Old Covenant, and that's why I guess I'm thankful that uh, God met Paul on the road to Damascus and blinded <laughs> him and changed his whole life so that he would write some of this stuff down for us. Uh, but I, but I, I'm also thankful because I know uh, Steve McVeigh is going through uh, the the Old Testament, each Old Testament book, and he's doing a study on God's grace in in each of those. And uh, I haven't listened to any of that, but it's it sounds it, you you can go through that, and like you say, Cap, you can find God pointing towards the cross, and in fact. I think it was Paul that told Timothy uh, to, to search the scriptures or to use the scriptures, uh, to, you know, and, and the scriptures at that time, you know, there was no New Testament, so the scriptures that Paul is referring to was the old the old covenant scriptures, the old well, testament. That is an excellent point. Uh, we stop. We don't stop to think about that sometimes. That hey, Timothy didn't have. Uh, you know the the Bible of, of Paul's writings and so forth, the way that we have them today. So, a very interesting point, Joel. Believe it or not, time has flown by for this one, and we'll have to pick up where we leave off uh, next week. I think we'll have to do that, and we do thank you for listening. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with Mike Kapler. Our program is called Growing in Grace, and we talk to we just like to talk every week about uh, Peter's exhortation to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for listening in. If you want to get a hold of us for any reason, feel free to log on to graceroots.org and you can get a hold of us through there. And we'll be back again with you next week for more Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 